Welcome to episode 196 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia and other theme parks, not just Disney, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, Universal Studios Japan, and plenty of others. We're, and we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us up on our website at tdrexplorer.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all those places under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and I am the one gushing over (laughs) the little Draimon greeting at Universal Studios Japan, where he almost gets eaten by the Velociraptor. It's so (laughs) cute. Uh And joining, as always, is the wonderful, wonderful Patricia. Hey, guys, I'm Trish. I take photos. You can find me at Dream Sweets Love on Twitter. And on Instagram, and I am the one. Um, I've been checking out the Twitter uh, posts going up on USJ. I'm, I'm kind of like eager to see how that's going, but I'm also happy to go back to work this week. So it's good. Yay, work. Yay, <laughs> I know. It's weird. Um, you know, you always like want to take. A vacation, although you can't call this a vacation. You always want some time off from work, but now I, I am just so happy to be back at work. <laughs> yeah, it's sitting around doing nothing practically for a long period of time is a little, yeah, way too long, way mm-hmm. too long. And mm-hmm. and you're <laughs> you're in closed quarters in a small area, so yeah. Yeah, it becomes a bit much, right? It does. It really does. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about Universal Studios Japan and its reopening. Yay! Yay! Insert clapping here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it opened on uh, June. I was going to say July. No, it's June. What? Yeah, it's June, right? What month are we in? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know anymore. It did us... It's doing a soft launch opening, whatever you want to call it. It started on June 8th. Mm-hmm. And they're slowly opening up the park to more people. I mean, that's smart. You don't want everyone rushing there all at once. So, you know, phased reopening is a smart way to go. So before we start talking about the wonders of Universal Studios of Japan, I want to remind everyone about our wonderful Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, you can by heading on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. And we have some perks for you, depending on what level you want to pledge. And our most popular one, of course, is the $2 level, which is cheaper than a latte. And that's per month, too. (laughs) You get access to all our episodes 24 hours before everybody else. So if you want our latest episodes before they go out on iTunes, Google, uh, Stitcher, all those places, head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now and make your pledge and you'll get access to those episodes in advance. So there you go. Okay. Universal Studios Japan. Yay. So I guess um, before we start, just want to iterate that myself and you, Patricia, we weren't at the reopening. Yeah, we can't. We don't live in Osaka, so. No, we don't live in Osaka. So it, the first few days are only for annual pass holders who live in Osaka. So it's a very small amount of people. Well, I shouldn't say very small. Smaller, 
Like Osaka's not a small city. No, it's a, it's big a pretty city. big city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but it limits the amount of people that are heading over there. Hopefully. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they're gonna have kinks. They're gonna have to need to work out. So, not being bombarded with people is a good thing. Yeah, and um, and even after that, they only want people within that area, that prefecture, going to the parks. They don't want people like coming from all over Japan. Yeah, not yet. We uh, we gotta we gotta limit. I guess the spread because <laughs> inevitably it it's going to be spreading. So to minimize that as much as possible is a good thing. Um, well, one of our explorers, uh, Parker, he's the one that lives in Osaka and he went to USJ on opening day and he was one of the very few Westerners who weren't performers <laughs> um, in the park that day. Does Parker have any social media that people can check out? Uh, he does. He's on Instagram. If you want to follow him, he's Parka, P-A-R-K-A-248 is him. Awesome. So if you want to give him a follow on there, you can go over there. So thank you, Parker, for helping us with all this stuff. It is it's great. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much because we could kind of live vicariously through your photos. And it also gives us kind of a insight to how Tokyo Disney might look. Like obviously they're they're two very different companies, so they're gonna have different approaches, but I'm sure there's gonna be there's gonna be some sort of overlap in some sense. So it's kind of nice to see what could possibly happen in Tokyo as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I guess, so I guess let's talk about Universal Studios and I don't know the procedures. It's kind of standard that at this point. I think most people come to expect this. Like there's social distancing markers on the ground and temperature checks. Of course, uh, the staff crew members check your temperature before you go into the park, and they do it with the 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 gun, the one that they put. Almost like I—I I don't think they touch your forehead, but they put it pretty close to your forehead. I'm surprised that and they're using that and they're not using the one like they have, like at Xperia, for example. Yeah, with the thermal cameras. Uh-huh. Yeah, I kind of thought they were gonna do that. So it's interesting that they went that route. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. So there's that and the social distancing stuff. I guess the 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 most interesting thing. I don't think this will work at Tokyo Disney at all. Um, is the 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 social distancing for character greetings that they're doing at Universal? Did you see the videos or pictures or anything? I saw like what I saw was like the people looked pretty close together in the photos and videos that I saw, but yeah, I I mean I don't see why it wouldn't be possible here. Well, I I, I think. Characters are like the big thing in Tokyo. Not that they're not in Universal. It just seems like I, I don't think they would do that like, with like the main characters like Mickey or Minnie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that would just draw too many crowds and that would just be a nightmare to try and figure out the logistics to that. But anyway, um, so for the character greetings, a lot of the character greetings at Universal happen under the big canopy. Mm-hmm. So like the main the main like Hollywood area. And well, how it is, is the characters are up against the wall and then there's markers on the ground telling people to stand behind the line and then they can take pictures and wave and all this stuff like that. Like you said, they're kind of, uh, people were crowding anyway and yeah. it wasn't even, it wasn't 
even busy. So I don't know how well this is going to work once the park starts picking up. Like the only way I could see it working is if they kind of like what Shanghai did for the show instead of like just the line to have and even then people would be pretty close together but have areas marked where you can stand and if there's not space you can't enter the area yeah and you have to wait until somebody leaves and then the cast member assigns the next person or something like that yeah and this was for the costume characters so like elmo like sesame street um those characters Mm -hmm. and the only i think roaming like human characters I think are Marilyn Monroe and Fiona. Fiona, you know, Shrek and Fiona. But they're not. Um, are they doing greetings or no? They're doing greetings, but they're doing it from the balconies. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. So there, there's pictures of that where they're up on the balcony just waving. That's all they're doing. And then there's the minions, of course. Minions are very popular. Same thing. Um, the ones, the pictures I saw, the minions were actually in the front. Mm-hmm. Like at the park entrance. Which is, I don't pay attention to the minions enough, but usually I only see them like in the minion park area, not near the front of the park. So that was, I don't, I don't know if that's typical or not. I, uh, like I said, I, haven't, I don't pay attention enough. But there's also Woody Woodpecker and his girlfriend. I can never remember her name. I always forget her name too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's very cute though. Yeah, those two are kind of the face of Universal Studios <laughs> Japan, like. At least that's what I'm told. Um, but for those two, they were just roaming around. They like they weren't behind any lines or anything. They were just kind of there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. But I like I don't I don't know if maybe crew members told people not to stop or not. I I, I didn't see that. I wonder. Yeah. So hard. It's hard to say. But I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens once the park starts getting incrementally busier. Um, as for performers none of them were wearing masks not that they would because they're singing Mm -hmm. or they're performing and wearing a mask would hinder that so the shows i guess like the outdoor shows and stuff are just running as they normally would yeah but so i don't know how much of a concern that is you know like potentially spreading it between performers and stuff i don't know but the uh website says uh, the Universal website says that they're they are checking like they check the uh, crew members like their temperatures and stuff. I mean, before they go to work, I would also imagine they're they're also tested for the virus as well, probably. Yeah, it doesn't say specifically on here, but who knows? I don't know. It's I don't even know how to get tested for it in Japan because it's such a headache. <laughs> getting tested for the virus. They have it on the website in English. No, I sorry, I just mean like in general. Yeah. It's just a pain in like I've I haven't even tried to get tested because so many people said they've tried and they were just told, no, we're not testing you, which is I don't like that. It should just be if I want to get tested, I should be able to get tested. You should check because I, I think the Urayasu website updated recently with how Did to they? Okay. Yeah where to go yeah. and how to do it so yeah because this was a few weeks ago but anyway i digress we're get, getting off <laughs> topic from universal so we talked about the the character greetings the performers the shows um i saw lupin the third the seating area 
And there's like a tiny distance between people, but there's not a major distance. So I'm like, oh. No, I noticed that too. Yeah. I was looking. Where Where is that show exactly? In the New York area? It's in the no. New York area, like in the middle area where the buildings are. Oh, is that where they would do the, the Christmas show? The big Christmas no, show? No, like every... m- oh, okay. further inside. Oh. Okay. Like more in the middle. Mm, okay, okay, okay. I, I see what you and mean. And that's okay. like a really, really popular show. So mm. I think there's probably like concerns about crowding for it. Mm. Yeah, from the videos I saw, there wasn't a lot of spacing. Mm-hmm. Like there was markers on the ground, but people were still pretty close together. So I, yeah, I don't know. As for restaurants, the restaurants, a lot of the restaurants were doing this thing where it's almost like theater seating, where all the chairs face the same way and all the other chairs are removed. So it's like a row, like chairs and then tables and then nothing like a big space and then chairs and then tables. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So people weren't, you, you were never facing someone. You're always looking, I guess, essentially at the back of someone's head, (laughs) you know, five feet ahead in, in front of you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on, which I guess is good. USJ has a lot of restaurants. Yeah. And a lot of outdoor seating. So they're kind of, good in that aspect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also there, there's a lot of um food stalls too around so and those were all yeah social distance blah 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 all that stuff the attractions that's like that's the big thing i know a lot of people are wondering about that oh um before we leave the restaurants we should mention oh. um that at, at least one of my mutuals said i'm not sure uh, if everybody has to do it, I think everyone does. I think that's what they said in the. I'm just trying to find the tweet right now, but um, you have to register. Um, they had a QR code, and they, it was bilingual, it was in Japanese and in English, and you have to register with the, I guess the COVID nineteen tracking for Osaka. So mm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we have anything like that set up on this side of the country, do we? Not that I'm aware of. I know they had something with line, but I don't, I, I'm not sure. Maybe they'll implement it before. I have no idea, actually. I don't think we do, but maybe we do. I have, maybe yeah, I, I just don't know so. about it. I mean, uh, people have their opinions on what they what they do in China, but I kind of like the Q, the health QR code thing. Like, I, I like the idea. Well, it's smart, yeah. Just to, you know, just make sure. Like, of course, there's ways around that stuff and people can cheat the system. Yeah, 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 whatever. But, but it's kind at of least like, it's something. It's kind of stupid to cheat the system because you would just be cheating yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully yeah. people, you know, go along. I mean, most people have been following the rules, so I imagine most people would do it properly. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, that QR code thing is interesting. Um I wonder if they'll implement something like that over here. Who knows? I don't know. Wait and see, I guess. Well, I guess uh, sticking on the staying on the topic of restaurants, the AP holders, they get a 20% discount. Yeah, I saw that too. One of my mutuals was tweeting and they said they get 20% discount on the restaurants and also for shopping. Which is good because USJ is actually very expensive oh, across sure. the board. Yeah. Like compared... For compared to prices for Tokyo Disney, USJ is expensive. It's expensive, but it's worth it. The quality is really good. Yeah. And some of the portion sizes are quite large as well. Sure, sure. Which is nice. But yeah, just overall, though, like USJ is a little more expensive for a lot of their stuff. 
So, hey, 20% discount? Sure. I'll take it. <laughs> um, oh, I found the tweet. Okay. It was by at underscore L-E underscore X-O-X-O. And they said it was necessary to enter the restaurant. If you do not register, it says you cannot enter. Into the park, you mean? or Into the restaurant. restaurant. And they said, watch out for your mobile battery. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so the uh, attractions, right? So since the park is limited right now, the wait times are low across the board. Incredibly low. I was looking at those wait times and I was like, oh, I I kind of wish I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone that was there, like I saw the tweets and stuff and people were just like thrilled. Like, oh my goodness, this is like, this is only 45 minutes or this is only 30. Um, Jaws, I think I the, saw, the longest I saw was 15 minutes. Yeah. Which is pretty good for that ride. The Flying Dinosaur was at 30 minutes mm-hmm. most of the day from what I saw. Yeah. That says something because on a normal day, like if you went on a Wednesday, that thing would be at two and a half to three hours minimum wait on a normal day. So 30 minutes means there's not a lot of people there. <laughs> uh, and then all the other attractions kind of, everything was below 30 minutes, which is nice. Of course, in the queues and stuff, they have all the, you know, the markers telling you where to stand. I mean, standard, I guess, at this point. Things that I... <laughs> I'm kind of, like, fatigued on this already, and we haven't even opened the parks on, on this side of the country yet. I mean, I, I I think it's very reasonable. I don't know. It's fine, isn't it? Well, no, it's fine. But, I mean, like, fatigued in the sense that this is what we're talking about. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Non-stop. I'm sick of, yeah, we're, I think we're all sick of COVID at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um, one thing that I did see, um, attractions that have have the 3D glasses, what they were doing were was the uh, crew members would hand you the glasses. Mm-hmm. And they were wiping, like they were sanitizing them as, as, as they, they gave them. Okay, that, made, and, that makes sense. And before you, they gave you the glasses, another crew member would spritz your hands with hand sanitizer. So that's good. That's probably, yeah, the best way, the only way you can do that. Yeah. They are wiping down the attractions, like the you know, rails and stuff, every hour, mm-hmm. which is good. I get... It's too much of a logistical and operational nightmare to do it in between every single ride, like every cycle, because um, that would just take too long. And I've talked to people, like I've asked this, um, people that know like how these kind of operations work. And I've been told that if it takes too long, then the ride will just stop because, you know, the the, the vehicles are staying too long. They're continuous. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's too much to do it between every single person. And some, Um, some attractions, like when they stop, it kind of messes up like the system, like for example, like the VR attraction, it can mess up the VR. So they want it to stop as, as least often as possible. So speaking of the VR, the Attack on Titan one is still going. So a lot of the cool Japan stuff is still happening. They extended it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. So Parker did ride the Attack on Titan. It's the VR ride on the Space Fantasy, which is 
typical space fantasy always gets um, turned into a VR attraction for like more than half the year. It's it's almost it's a treat when you get to ride the original ride because it's really it's hard to get it without an overlay now, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Anyway, Attack on Titan, you have to wear your mask right when you uh, go on, but you're putting on a VR helmet, and he said like he doesn't wear glasses. So what had happened was he the mask was on and the VR was on, but then it just fogged up and he couldn't see, really see anything. Oh no! So he and because it's on tight, you can't really adjust your mask. Like once it's on, yeah. That's it. So if you plan on doing that, I guess kind of be mindful of where like how it goes. you how you have your mask on and yeah, because you put it on fairly quickly when you're boarding. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's kind of a hindrance a little bit. I mean, it's a good so tip. Yeah, to like if just like if you were to wear glasses to kind of I guess keep your mask a little bit lower so that it, the air doesn't pass into the goggles. Into the- goggles yeah um well and for the these this vr ride they you have to take your glasses off they usually give you like a little carrying case of some sort to put them in Uh um i don't know if they're doing that because you don't want people putting like touching something to put their glasses i don't know um i'll have to maybe find out at some point yeah so that's probably the biggest thing the vr helmets spraying in between attraction or every hour i mean so that's like, I guess, the biggest thing. <laughs> the Super Nintendo World. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I know what you're <laughs> about to say. <laughs> it's coming along great. So much so you can see it practically from every land in Universal Studios. <laughs> Those sight lines are something else. <laughs> um, It's funny. There was one... Um, one mutual on Twitter, and they were at the the show that my son likes. What's it called? Waterworld. And yeah. they're like, "Wow, dry land looks very different now. <laughs> you can see it." Yeah, so. you can. That that's probably the worst one, like the worst <laughs> sightline. You can see a lot of Super Nintendo World from your seat and water world. It kind of ruins the illusion. <laughs> dry land exists for sure. We can see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. The big green rolling hills. <laughs> and then we have Harry Potter and the horrific sight lines. Okay, I have a question because I actually did not see the Harry the pictures from that land. Where where can you see it from? Like how bad is it? Um, so when you're facing Hogwarts Castle mm-hmm. uh and you're in front of the Black Lake, you turn left and it's right there. So it's it looks much better than it did before. Because before, when they were building it, it was just, you just saw this big gray building. Yeah. Like, it was just such, such an eyesore. Well, now there's been an attempt. Um, the side of the building has been painted green and it looks like there's trees on it. Okay. Which is fine. But then you can see, like, the peaks of the build, like, some of the buildings from Super Nintendo Land. So it's kind of, like, ugh. Out of all the lands... Probably Harry, the Harry Potter one is probably like, uh, you guys couldn't have built that a little bit higher. Yeah, the Harry Potter one is like the only one I would really care about sightlines, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. <I'd... sighs> but whatever. It looks like it's going to be amazing. So um, there was a really good photo, and I use past tense, was a good photo floating around a... Uh, 
that someone took from an an airplane or a helicopter or something. Um, oh, can we you- talk about that? Is that the one where everyone took this? I think it was a girl. I'm not sure. This person's photo from her Instagram. And everyone started using it and nobody credited her. And then she had to make her account private. Yeah. Is that the photo we're talking about? I was like, and I was seeing big like websites using it and nobody was giving her credit. And I'm like, uh oh, that's not good because especially a lot of Japanese users really, really hate that. And they really, really hate people taking their artwork and their photos and sharing it at all. Forget about even asking for permission. So I was like, that's going to cause some issues. So I felt so bad for her that she had to, you know, like and, make it private. And I, I was reading on uh, Japanese Twitter too, that Universal actually asked that person to take the photo down. Like Nintendo's very protective of its IP. Like we, like let's, that's not can they legally like, ask you to do that though? Nintendo can do whatever Nintendo wants. Like because people but, take pictures from like the highway all the time, and people take pictures I, from the hotel I think rooms. Because that photo though, that that one in particular was really clear. It was a good you photo. Could see, you could see a lot, so I can see why they would have been asked to take it down because that was a very clear photo. It was a great like, it photo. Was good, whatever. We'll see it soon enough, hopefully. Everybody Don't will see it. Don't know when it's going to open. Any we'll day now. It. Any many months now. Hopefully this year. <laughs> I have a feeling they're just going to push it to next year. Yeah. I just have a feeling. Hopefully. That's hopefully. Just, that's what my gut is telling me. I would love to see it this summer, but I know that's not going to happen. It's just not, unfortunately. A lot of stuff isn't going to happen, which kind of sucks, but whatever. That's life. That's just how it goes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, overall, though, Universal Studios Japan looks like it's doing an okay job <laughs> you know the the social distancing stuff is hard like that kudos to the people that are figuring this stuff out because i, I could just imagine it's stressful so i guess we'll have to pay attention and see how things change over the coming weeks coming months and then see what happens here in tokyo in tokyo disney because things are happening here it worries me like the numbers that they started out with are very reasonable, but to keep a business open, I don't know if it's enough people. So what worries me is when they're going to start adding more people to the park, especially because mm. the Osaka mayor is kind of like loosey-goosey. You know what I mean? After the 19th, it's pretty much anyone can go within the Kansai region. Are they limiting numbers, though? Um, it sounds like it. I would hope so. Um, they're even limiting like the number of people that can go in with the APs, like because you have to register in advance, right? So that's limited. For APs, do they limit like how many times you can go per week or per month, or how does that work? I couldn't find a clear answer on that. I think you can just go as many times as you want, as long as you register. It's like a lottery, a, pretty much. You just have to register ahead of time, and you're good to go. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how that works. Because that could mean they could be doing something here, something similar for Tokyo Disney. But we don't know. Like, we uh, we don't know anything in that regard. So <laughs> just yeah. speculation. I mean, Tokyo, we're still getting the rainbow bridge with the red alerts. So I would imagine they would have to get the city numbers under control before they will open the parks. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, before we go, 
just want to remind you everything that we talked about here it'll be up on our website too so you can just head on over to tdrxport.com and we'll have a a full thing with how everything is working at universal studios japan so make sure you go and check that out and we have to thank some wonderful explorers who are supporting us on Patreon. They get a shout out at the end of the show because they're amazing and they're awesome. They're fantastic. And you're helping keep the keeping the show going. I'll start because I always start, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just easier. So a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent, M, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Emily, and Baker. And thank you, as always, to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, and Lee. Thank you, Marie H. and Michael. Thank you, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy, and Andy, and Eli. And remember, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash TDR now. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you have any questions or suggestions for us, shoot them to us on uh, social media, on Twitter, or send us an email directly, contact at tdrexplorer.com. And you can find everything we talked about here, like I said, on our website, tdrexplorer.com. We're on social all under TDR Explorer, so just go on there, follow us, like us, whatever, you know, whatever the verb is for that social media. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and I just realized we didn't talk about Doraemon and his Velociraptor adventure in Jurassic Park. Oh no! That's super that's sad. Okay. But he's really cute. Um, the, the, there's videos on Twitter, just go check it out. All right, and uh, as joining as always is the wonderful Patricia. Man, I'm so, it's it's really joyful to see the theme park open again, and I don't know when we'll go, but one day I want to go back, <laughs> so I'll be dreaming about that. Um, until next time, you guys, thank you so much for listening. All right, Explorers, until next time. 